to give you a little thought just to just to make this a little bit longer than a five-minute prayer service, okay, basically. So I was trying to think, what can I do? What can I talk about to all of you? And uh, so Mr. Glaso yesterday suggested, why don't you talk about vacation? <laughs> so that's our subject for today. Okay. Um, just a couple of thoughts, actually, about quality leisure time. We're all about to enter into some well-deserved time off. Um, in our own time... Time off is absolutely necessary. It wasn't always like this. You know, in bygone years, before light bulbs, uh, when the sun went down, the day was over. And there was no email, and there was no text messaging, and there was no 24-hour news cycle, and life was just easier. And um, all of these inventions, they had the unfortunate consequence of producing much stress and John Paul II and Benedict have all spoken about the need to take time off. It's very, very important. And um, I said some scripture passages here I wanted to kind of throw at you to kind of orient my, my thought here. Back in the seminary, I, uh, after our exam time, we were all weary. There was a passage we used to quote to one another, Ecclesiastes 12, 12. It says, of the making of many books, there is no end. And in much study, there is weariness for the flesh. There it is. It's in scripture. (laughs) Here's another one. This is one that my spiritual director always used to tell me. Mark 6.30. The apostles returned to Jesus and reported to them all that they'd done and all that they'd taught. Kind of like you, huh? All that they'd done and all that they'd taught. And Jesus said to them, you must now come apart by yourselves and rest for a while. You know, we've got the second commandment. Make holy the Lord's day. But sometimes Jesus has to remind us, you've got to take a break. Slow down. Now, how do we go about doing that? Here's one I'm sure you've heard before, and maybe this is one of your favorites, too. This is from the first book of Kings. Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter, and the word of the Lord came to him. Why are you here, Elijah? The Lord said. Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went to stood in the, and went to stand in the entrance of the cave. So it's that tiny whispering sound. It's that voice of God that we need to slow down and listen to. I believe that vacation or leisure time is more real, more like heaven, than work is. And if we're successful, we can make leisure, we don't have to have this dichotomy between leisure and work. It can all kind of become one. Um, If we listen to that little whisper, we listen to the voice of God, how do we do that? You know how the Greeks had two different words for time? Ever heard this before? Greeks had two different words for time. Kronos and Kairos. Kronos is clock time. It's always moving. 
the Greeks had a uh, a god, Kronos, who was a three-headed monster who ate his own children. This is the word they used for clock time. Okay, <laughs> they were wise. It keeps on pressing forward. That's not Kairos, though. Kairos is time out. You ever had these moments and you you don't know how long it took. It was just an event. It wasn't measurable. It wasn't divisible. Someone asked how long that take. You could say uh, it was 10 minutes, it was 5 minutes, it was 15 minutes. I'm really not sure. That's Kairos. What we want to do is we want to turn Kronos into Kairos everywhere. That's successful living. That's the name of the game. One of my favorite little quotations. Someone came up to John Paul II at some point. He says, uh, Holy Father, what do you do in your free time? And with a puzzled look on his face, John Paul II answered back, all my time is free. That's Kairos. Now, um, how do we do that? Well, it ain't easy. You ever stop to think that we should have more free time than anybody else in all of history? I mean, all these gadgets that we have, your great-grandmother washed her clothes by hand on a running board. And they probably planted their own carrots. And when they had to get from point A to point B, if they didn't have a horse, they walked. But your great-grandmother probably had more quality time to spend with her children than you do. Why is it, with all these gadgets that we have, cell phones, email, why aren't we just abounding in leisure time? Why is it faster and faster and faster and faster and more and more and more stress? Why? Would you believe that um, Blaise Pascal answered that question back in the 17th century? 17th century. In the Ponsais, in the first half of the Ponsais. I'm going to give this answer to you. You go home and think about it, okay? It might not be convincing right out front. He said the reason why we get faster and faster and faster and more and more stressful is because that's what we want. It's our free choice. It's easier to be diverted and to have all these diversions and to be crazy busy than it is to listen to the still, small voice. There's peace in that still, small voice, but it's a challenge. It challenges us to change our ways. And lots of people would rather not pay attention. And so we choose to keep going and going and going. Now, when we choose that, we make the world a lot more difficult for ourselves and for others. Here's a little letter that I stumbled across. Maybe you've heard this before. The paradox of our time is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers, wider freeways but narrower viewpoints. We spend more and have less. We buy more and enjoy less. We have bigger houses and smaller families, more conveniences and less time. We have more diplomas, but less wisdom. More knowledge, but less judgment. More experts and more problems. More medicine and less health. We've multiplied our possessions and we've reduced our values. We talk too much, 
love too little and hate too often. We've learned how to make a living, but not a life. We've added years to life, but not life to years. We've been all the way to the moon and back, but we have trouble crossing the street to meet our neighbor. We've conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We've split the atom, but not our prejudice. We have higher incomes and lower morals. We're long on quantity, but short on quality. These are the times of tall men with short character, steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the times of world peace and domestic warfare. More leisure, but less fun. More kinds of food, less nutrition. Two incomes and more divorce. Fancier houses and broken homes. It's a time when there's much in the show window, but nothing in the storeroom. It's a time when technology could bring this letter to you, and a time in which you could either choose to make a difference or just hit delete. Anyone ever heard that before? Would it uh, surprise you if I told you that was written by a student? A student at Columbine High School after the shootings. It gave him time to stop and think. Now, that's what happens when we don't listen to the still small voice. So you're starting your summer. My word to you is make the most of it. Can I give you three simple ways to listen to the still small voice? Three simple little ways you can all listen First is nature. It's been said that God wrote two books, scripture and nature. Take time, take kairos, to get out and see the world that God made. I'll tell you one little thing I do, weather permitting, every night, if I can, I spend about 15 minutes just sitting under the stars. Take my night prayer from the liturgy of the hours and I close of the day. There's great peace in that. And I was once uh, driving through Alberta in Canada, and the wind was blowing, and I saw the wheat fields waving. Every stalk of wheat perfectly obedient to the will of God, and it was beautiful. It was mesmerizing. I don't know how long it took. It was kairos. Take time to appreciate the creation of the world around you, and you begin to bridge that gap. Silence. We're always plugged in. You ever notice people always have the earphones or texting? or You see a man and a woman sitting down at a restaurant together, they're both punching away on a... And you think to yourself, seriously? <laughs> I mean, please. Um, I went to visit my brother up in Michigan, and there was music in the lobby. Before we got on the plane, there was music in the plane. When I got off the plane, I had to go use the men's room, and there was music in the men's room. And you, once you've heard Captain and Tennille Muskrat Love, it's, it's there forever. And I thought, can I ever get a break? Call time out, okay? Silence. Have space in your life each day for silence. And the third thing is prayer. If you want to know how to pray, just open up the scriptures. Read until something strikes you and talk to God. It's really very simple. Listen to what he has to say and talk back. 
there's this little voice inside you that says you don't have time. You don't have time. You need to answer back. I'm the master here, not you. This is my life, and I don't bow to Kronos. Decide that it's valuable to you to bridge this gap. That's how we make the most of our God-given free time. And uh, you've heard it said you can't give what you don't have. We want to give this to our students. We want to give this to our, our loved ones. We want to be our best. So time is just beginning, ladies and gentlemen. The choice is yours. Make it a good one. <laughs>